0: Good evening everyone. This is the Captain and welcome to another episode of Captain's Orders, a uh, a podcast where we get to uh, to explore the inner workings of not only addiction but kind of you know what goes on in our our daily lives and in our thought process as we deal with uh, the trials and tribulations that come our way on any given day. Um, as always, I would like to to thank uh, thank you guys for for tuning in, and you know I'm always grateful for the uh, the feedback and support that I've been receiving as uh, as I've started this this uh, this little journey. Um, so tonight we're just gonna dive right into. Um, underlining causes, you know, of addiction. I think sometimes we get a little wrapped up in, in this whole addiction thing. Like, it's addiction, it's the enemy. Uh, for instance, you know, we, we want to treat this addiction, you know, we, some of us even personify it like it's, you know, it's a, it's a human, you know, it's an enemy that we can defeat in battle. Um, the problem with that way of thinking is, is there's a lot more to it than just being some manifestation, you know, of this of this this evil entity that uh, we need to destroy. Because for most of us, uh, addiction is intertwined with with who we are, and especially, you know, our thoughts, our emotions, and eventually our behaviors um, that are linked to that addiction you know for example uh, let's say you go through a a tragic loss in your life you know you and your girlfriend break up you know you lose a parent you know there's some loss of relationship you're going through and your immediate reaction is to want to numb those feelings you know I don't wanna feel this sadness, I don't wanna feel this anger, I don't wanna feel this sense of defeat or this sense of failure or guilt. So you 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 give in to your addiction and you start using drugs or alcohol as a as a coping mechanism to, to numb yourself so those feelings, you know, they aren't surging within you. The problem with trying to personify that addiction is yeah, we can we can go to treatment, we can participate in groups, we can go to meetings, we can receive counseling for this addiction. However, the addiction itself isn't what caused that and that that uh, that landslide of emotions, if you will. I mean, we can sit here and we can blame alcohol or we can blame drugs for the negative things in our in our lives, and it is very true that yes, those things do cause negative repercussions in our lives. But if we really get to the core of our addiction, drugs or alcohol didn't cause themselves. Something had to happen. In order for for those addictions to take hold of us. So, using the example of loss, drugs or alcohol didn't cause you to want to numb yourself. Those were the, the tools that you used to numb yourself. The cause of that was, you know, those emotions of anger and loss and sadness. And, you know, a laundry list of other emotions that were probably surging through you. Those are the things that we really need to, to examine, to analyze, and, and to essentially... Those are the things that need to be treated. Now, there's no guarantee that if you treat one, it gets rid of the other. You know, it's not to say that if you go to counseling for your grief for your anger that you're not going to be an addict. Well, the same thing can be said about addiction counseling. You can go to meetings, you can quit drinking, you can quit using, but that doesn't mean that you're not going to feel anger and sadness and all those negative feelings that are, are tied with, with loss or grief or, or whatever you're experiencing at the time. So you have to you have to treat both as, as if they're they're tied together because they are. However, it's those underlying causes that those are the things that are really driving the addiction. The addiction isn't driving itself, you know, your feelings towards the person in that relationship and that's just one example i'm using right now but those feelings those emotions those are the things that are driving you to the addiction now once you get to the addiction stage you know it, it gets compounded by the need uh to continue that addiction that chemical dependency does take over at some point but I'm looking at the initial stages of addiction and really what, uh, what kicked it off. Um, and that was, you know, that, that resentment, that grief, that, that sense of loss. Or, you know, for whatever reason it was that you started drinking or you started using initially. Um, and they're not all negative. I mean, you could, you could just, you know, I want a party. You know, I don't, I'm not, I don't drink because I'm sad. I drink because I want to celebrate. Well, you do that enough times, eventually an addiction you know, takes play, it takes hold. Um, and next thing you know is you're drinking all the time. Now, those aren't negative emotions that are the reason for your drinking. However, those are still emotions that were driving you to drink. You know, where a person who's going through, through loss you know, or something negative, they're trying to numb themselves and drown out those emotions... On the other side of that coin. The person who drinks to. Quote unquote to party. They're trying to amplify those emotions. They're they're trying to take those. You know moments of, of elation. And, and feeling you know. You know ecstatic. And they're trying to amplify them. So that they can experience. You know a. Uh, a, a higher level of, of that. So. Regardless of which way you're you're going, whether it's the positive, if you want to call it that, or the negative side, either way, they both are going to lead you to addiction and eventually that chemical dependency. However, they both began um, due to the fact that there was at some point a an inability to control or a lack of desire to control uh, how we were feeling, um, in that initial stages, that initial stage, you know, that eventually led to your addiction. Uh, I bring that up because, um, somebody close to me who, who's also an addict, um, recently said, you know, they're, they, they don't want to be an addict for the rest of their life. You know, they don't want, they don't want to always have to stand up and say, "Hey, I'm such and such, and I'm an addict." You know, they eventually want to to get rid of this. Um, the problem with that thinking is you're never going to be rid of it because what drives it is your thought process. Now, that's not to say that you can't minimize those thoughts and those feelings it's not to say that you can't change the way you think and the way you perceive events in your life to where you don't want to drink or you don't want to use drugs but what i'm saying is is as long as you have the ability to uh, to think about what's going on in your life you're going to have you know thoughts and feelings about that. You know, for instance, there's going to be negative things that happen in your life. That doesn't mean that it's always going to drive you to go get loaded. You know, obviously you can you can train your your mind. You know to handle it differently, but you're still going to experience what you hear people refer to as triggers and triggers are i mean triggers can be anything from a person or a situation um that make you want to use drugs or alcohol again um memories i mean basically anything that triggers your desire um to want to use drugs or alcohol that's that's why it's called a trigger um, and the problem with trying to defeat addiction um, altogether is those triggers, they're going, they're going to be there. You know, you can't, you can't erase those. Now, you can develop tools and techniques and strategies to where those triggers either A, you know, don't affect you. As much as they once did. Or B. You can. You can change your lifestyle. To where you don't experience those triggers. As often. Um, But the fact remains. That there's always going to be. Situations in life. That can. That have the potential. To. uh, Revive that need. Or that desire. To want to use drugs and alcohol again. So when we talk about perseverance, uh, perseverance is defined as wanting to achieve success regardless of difficulty or delay. Now, success—excuse me—perseverance uh, and insanity. You know similar but they're not the same. Insanity is you know doing the same things over and over again, you know expecting different results. Well, perseverance can look like insanity at times because you're trying to achieve a goal that, that's just not happening overnight. Um, and I think defeating addiction if that's how we want we want to refer to it, um, Is definitely a situation of perseverance that at times can appear like insanity, you know? I'm going to these meetings every single day and it's just not helping. Well, if you're staying sober, then they, they are helping. Now, if you're going to meetings and then you're walking out of the meeting and then you go get loaded up again, that's not working. So to continue... To follow that path and expect that eventually you're gonna be sober, that would be insanity. Uh, perseverance would be committing to going to those meetings. But if you notice that they're not working, it would be to to alter that regimen. Maybe add something to it. You know, maybe go get some inpatient. Treatment, maybe do some intensive outpatient therapy. You know anything you have to do to obtain that that goal of sobriety. Um, but the overall goal shouldn't be sobriety. Sobriety in itself isn't happiness. You know, I mean, we all know people in this world who are 100% sober and they're miserable. Um, the overall goal should be. Happiness in sobriety um, it should be a level of of competence and a, level, and a level of excitement about your life you know the fact that you can achieve things that you can't experience you know the good and the bad that life has to offer while maintaining your sobriety that's what the goal needs to be and persevering through those triggers that's that's gonna be the fight of a lifetime for, for a lot of people you know myself included because we have learned how to we've learned how to use drugs and alcohol to to do those things for us you know we've learned that oh when I have a bad day at work if I go to the bar and have a couple of drinks you know I'm going to feel better well there's a lot of other things that you can do to make yourself feel better that don't involve you know drugs or alcohol you could have gone and had dinner with with a friend or you could have gone to a meeting or you could have you know, went bowling with your family. There's a lot of things that you could have done or you should have done or that you can do that are a, a positive outlet for those emotions and those feelings that don't involve drugs or alcohol. And that's where perseverance really is going to come into play for a lot of us. Um, like I said, we want to personify addiction like it's, you know, this invader that's trying to take over us and and that's that's not exactly an unhealthy way to approach it because I think that especially in the beginning stages of trying to recover or this recovery process that really is a good way to look at it because that's going to motivate you to want to do a lot of the a lot of these things that can help like treatment like meetings like getting a sponsor like going through your 12 steps um, however, Once you're trying to maintain your sobriety, I would recommend... And mind you, I'm no expert on this. I'm really not. I'm trying to survive day to day like anybody else. But what I would recommend, because it's working for me, is... Maybe not look at it so much like it's an enemy. um, But it's an opportunity every day to renew your commitment to a different way of thinking... You know, we can always revert back to our addictions. I mean, believe me, they're not going to stop selling drugs and alcohol anytime soon. But we know where that leads. You know, a lot of us, we've played that tape out. And we know that that leads to, you know, jail. Or that leads to loss of relationships. That leads to losing your job. You know, and we all know where eventually it's going to take us. Eventually it's going to kill us you know you're either going to get you know locked up or covered up at some point um, and the idea is is to not go down that road the idea is to live a life where you can you can experience the highs and lows you know of life without having to use drugs or alcohol to cope with that so my challenge um, would be to, and and this this goes for myself as well, my challenge would be is to use probably the easiest tool out there, but it's, it's hard for some of us because either we're not good at it or we're not willing to use it, and that's communication. The more you drag those feelings out into the light, the, the easier they are to deal with you know isolation is the easiest way to find yourself wrapped up again in your addiction um thinking that nobody cares and nobody wants to hear what's going on with you you know that that nobody has time for you or, or my favorite one because i use this excuse a lot I can handle this on my own. You know, that's that's one that I told myself a lot. The fact of the matter is, is there are people that that do love you and do support you and they do want to see you succeed in this uh, path to recovery, this path of sobriety. So there are people that are, that are going to be willing uh, to hear you out. Worst case scenario, you can't find anybody... Right, you know, or start a podcast, that's that's what I'm doing, um, whatever you have to do to get those emotions and those feelings out of you to where you're not needing a substance to, to help you control how you're thinking or how you're feeling, you know, you don't need drugs or alcohol to take over because you're having a hard time uh, dealing with with your emotions because, you know, that's, that's what's going to lead you, you know, back to where you probably don't want to be. Um, so I guess, you know, my message overall tonight would be that, uh, you know, we, we need to persevere through this, but we're not trying to survive just to be sober, we're trying to survive to be happy while being sober and to do that we have to we have to get those those thoughts and those emotions we got to get those out we got to expose them so that we can we can look at them in the light of sobriety and deal with them in a healthy way versus locking ourselves you know, in the dungeon of isolation and, you know, eventually allowing our addictions to, to take control of our lives again. Uh, as always, you know, thanks for tuning in. I, I, hope, I hope the message tonight was helpful. Uh, thank you all again for, for all your support. And, uh, you know, as always, you know, take care.